comes up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey everyone, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries and we've got some exciting news we want to share with you. Lonesome Road Ministries is starting our own radio station. That's right, we're going to have Church on the Road Radio. So stay tuned for more information about this radio station that is coming soon to your home. And we're going to be trying to get this up and going by our conference in June, which is... June 24th, 25th, and 26th. So uh, stay tuned. Keep reading the newsletter. We're going to have an app soon that you can download and listen to Lonesome Road Ministries Radio. Sit back now and enjoy today's program, and we're going to be talking about a new beginning. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408-414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have that white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. Praise the Lord, the road is my life, and it's also Fred Mooney's life. <laughs> it's good to be in the cab. Yeah, and today we've got our good friend, Joe Arview, with us. I love Joe's music, and I, I love him because he is the real deal. Joe's brought his guitar along, and he's going to pick out a few songs as we're trucking along down the road. Here's, uh, here's Joe Arview. As I turn the page in my book of life, there's a pain at every turn, just might make you cry. And on this page, there's a small thing a grandson with golden hair. So along with the pain, there's a love I didn't know was there. Now I'm showing an age I can't ignore. And I'm growing in love that Jesus died for. I'm an old man with a new way to feel So as I turn the page, that picture I see It looks like living to me Well, I turn another page I'm not old anymore I'm at my journey's end Finally walking through that door There's no pain when you turn 
that last page only joy Once again I find love even stronger than before But I'm not showing my age anymore I'm just flowing in love Jesus died for This whole man Got a new way To feel I turn the page That picture I see It looks like living to me It looks like living living to me looks like living living to me how you doing hey joe i'm so glad you're here man uh wow i've been waiting for a long time to get you back in here <laughs> this is true it is true i, I dodged this is what it, that's what that's the truth about it yeah, okay. You're a hard one to, <laughs> to pull in sometimes. Yeah, that's uh, true. But all of our listeners out there, they've been wanting to know when Joe Arview is going to get in here and do something, and today's the day. I feel like I've been on you know sabbatical or something on vacation. It's been so <laughs> long since we did things together. It's time to get back at it. Amen. Well, we're getting back at it today, yeah. and we're going to ride along with Joe Arview in the cab. And we're going to have a great time. He's going to share some songs with us and a little bit of testimony. You know, God put us together way back, way back long ago. <laughs> back I, when you was just a kid. I was six, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember one uh, recording we made in uh, when we was at Rig Ministry down there. And I remember you saying you was 43 years 43, old. 43, yeah. yeah. So I remember watching some of those t- tapes, uh, yeah. whatever dvds but and i would say i'm 43 or whatever i think shut up then (laughs) (laughs) what do you know (laughs) that's right (laughs) well you know a lot more than you used to that's for sure you've been down some pretty rough roads here lately it will uh it will encourage you to become wise how's that there you go there you go yeah but we met back in 2007 i met you down there at ducoin was getting ready to do a bull ride remember that i do remember that I remember when we met down there, you handed me your CD and told me to listen to it because we was uh, interviewing you for music, you know, because I was looking for somebody to do the music at the bull ride, and uh, I didn't even get home, man. I called you. I remember that. After listening to a couple of your songs, I said, this is what we need right here. There you go. And who would have thunk it? We'd still be working together all these years after that. Really, that changed my life. Honestly, that moment... When I saw what they were able to do yeah. there, I, I wanted to be a part of something that was out of the ordinary. Right. And that was just just the tip of the ice. That was just part of what yeah. we were going to do later on. Yeah. I believe it was a setup. There you go. <laughs> I think God set us up. He well, there was uh, 16 people got saved that yeah, night or something. Yeah, I, yeah. there was at least 16. I, there was quite a few. I, I remember I had a whole stack of cards. Yeah. From that uh, bull ride that we But there it. were hundreds of people that went down yeah. to pray. Yeah. In, in that. Yeah. It was a powerful time. It really was. Yeah. But uh, anyway, enough about that. Let's let's find out all about Joe Arview and what's been going on here lately. Well, you know, we had this thing called COVID. Yeah. And uh, that, that upset everybody's world. So, uh, you know, I, I did a year of that and then got cancer. Wow. And so... It feels like I haven't done anything in, in years, yeah. And and it's kind of true, but uh, March of twenty twenty one, yeah, I got diagnosed with uh, colon cancer, and uh, set me up for surgery. They took out a mass, and uh, then I started uh, the road on chemo. Mm. That's a and, rough road there. Yeah, the I don't have I can't say strong enough words <laughs> in the public to yeah. describe uh how ridiculous it feels like 
that is at the moment. Because uh, when they, you know, they, they put it in your veins and, and you're, you're sitting there. And, and in my case, my hands, I got uh, so much pain in my hands and in my arms. It's amazing that everyone reacts different to those things. And I think COVID's taught us this too. That not, a, you know, one guy dies from COVID, another guy gets a runny nose. Mm-hmm. And our bodies are so amazing that God has made them that different, that unique, yet we're the same. We're all part of his creation, but everybody is totally unique. And so how you react to something, I think it's, I think it's really amazing. And even uh, tomorrow, your body might react to something different than it does today. And so... I think that man is trying to figure out how to uh, heal the body, and chemo is one of the things they've done. And if we could describe the difference between man and God, that's probably a good definition. It is. That, that chemo is the absolute best option that you have to tear down part of your body to build up somewhere else. It's just uh, incredible to me. That's not God's perfect plan. No, it isn't. Uh, tell me, how would you feel when they give you the diagnosis? I guess I'm, I'm made a little different than some people. It didn't set me back. What set me back is when I realized I had to go sit down. Mm-hmm. For the first time in my life, I had to go sit down. Uh, somewhere, I guess I should say, in my early 20s there was a a switch that got flipped in me that said you got to go to work when you got a baby and a baby on the way you got to go to work you got to go to work and i don't think that switch ever turned off and that was the hardest thing for me was you got to turn that switch off you you're not capable during this season to do anything and i thought i was going to uh play guitar and write songs. I always tell people that the first day I ate a piece of bread, second day I ate an egg. Ain't much songwriting happening when you when you feel like that, you know. Right. You know, the thing of it is, one out of every five people will get cancer in this country. Uh-huh. And they, they need to hear your story and how to draw strength from their faith. And even the doctors... Say prayer works. Yeah. The, the hardest thing for me to do was to accept the chemo because I knew that, well, they, they were doing the IV thing every three weeks. And then for two weeks, I would take pills yeah. too. And uh, every time I'd take that pill, I'd, I'd pray, God, forgive me because I'm destroying something that you created. See, I never did have that that cancer thing. I I didn't know I had cancer. And, you know, I've heard some people say the chemo, while I was on chemo, I started getting better. Not me. I got worse the whole time, you know. Uh, But the chemo was, was, it was hard for me to accept that as God's plan for me. And I think the reason is I knew in my spirit that, that's not the perfect plan. No, it's not. But we live in a fallen world. Yes, we do. And disease and sickness came when Adam took the, the fruit and he ate it. And God said, you shall surely die. Yeah. And that's when it started. But to answer your question, how did I feel when they first gave me the diagnosis? First of all, I was still on drugs because I, I just had a colonoscopy. I was oh, coming yeah. out of that. Well, that's a good time to yeah. give you the news. <laughs> <laughs> but but e- even, you know, I had to go for surgery and all that. I just saw it to begin with as a thing that I had to do. The switch I was see. still on. Yeah. And so I didn't, I wasn't set back like, oh, I might die. I never really thought that. Uh, later on, you know, talking to God, it got, it got much more intimate. Mm-hmm. When I, when I realized that I couldn't do anything for these months, I was six months, 
When I realized that, I knew then that God had a, a teaching season for me. And I said this to myself and others many times. I said, you're a fool if you go through something like chemo and cancer and don't come out with something from God. Here, here's what it really was for me. It was six months of it and a lot of walking around out in the yard and just talking to the Lord. And then I got to where I couldn't walk. I had neuropathy problems. And uh, anyway, I don't want to go into all of my physical stuff, but I got to where I couldn't do that even. Here's the thing. God, I found out, is more interested in my holiness than I am. And I thought I had that figured out. You know, I'm 58. And when I'm 68 sitting here, I'll say, shut up, you don't know nothing. (laughs) But I thought I had that figured out. Mm -hmm. But God had a higher plane for me to live on. And I'll put it this way, everybody has a line drawn. And you'll go and you won't cross that line. Because on the other side of that line is a sin that you have said no to, right? Exactly. But And everyone's got this line. So everybody's got that line, and God moved mine back. Because mm-hmm. he said, that line's not sufficient. It's back here is where, I'm, where I need you to live. Yeah. And I prayed the whole time that God would keep me at that line. But it, he, he drew it back here closer, closer to him. When I had the heart attack in 18, I kept it quiet. And I told my wife, I said, I'm not doing that this time. I, I'm putting it on Facebook. I'm telling everybody I know, pray for me. Mm-hmm. Pray for Amen. me. And hundreds, if not thousands, prayed for me. And I got cards and letters. Every time I go to the mailbox, it seemed like there was something there. There was always somebody sending me a text. Or a call. And you know what? Here's the most amazing thing about it. All six months. Not just the first month. Mm-hmm. The whole time. Yeah. You know what? It made me feel guilty because I wonder how many people has asked me to pray for them. And I, and I didn't take it that serious. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you tell them, yeah, I'll pray for you. And then you forget about it. Yeah. Because we got so much going on in our lives that it's easy to forget. That's the reason when I have somebody call me and ask me to pray for them, I say, okay, let's right do then. it right now. Let's right pray now. right now. That is and, great advice. And I just pray <laughs> yes, for them sir. right then when they ask. Because if you, if I don't, i got so much going on, sure. I forget. And I don't want to forget nobody. When somebody cries out for prayer, man, they're crying out from their heart. And uh-huh. that's the ones that God hears is those prayers from the heart. When I When I put it on Facebook, I remember scrolling through, and, and I haven't written this song yet, but push the love button. The, <laughs> you know? I'm going to write and that right now. I was right going now. through there and putting the, the love button on, all, and it was like 750 the, wow. the first yeah. couple of days. Yeah. That's all I did. And But I read every every one of those messages, and, it, you know, at that moment, they all meant. Every one of them. They all meant something really to yeah. my heart. Yeah. It's not God's God's will, but bad things will happen to good people. That's right. That's just the way it is. And Paul said, when you go through these storms, he didn't say if, he said, when you go through these storms, uh-huh. storms will come. Amen. I was thinking about uh, if you had, uh, if America could ask God one question right now, you get one question, what would that question be? Hmm. It would start with the word, why? Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing that if, you had, that if we had the opportunity to speak to the God that created us, the first thing we'd want to do is straighten him out. <laughs> <laughs> why, God? Why, God? Yeah. <laughs> mm. But you said it. It's a fallen, it's a fallen man's world. It's, it is. So the answers are in Genesis. The answers to those questions is in the second chapter of Genesis. And people, people still ask God why, but the answer is right there. 
you shall surely die. Hmm. <laughs> Sometimes God lets us go through things. He's molding us like clay. Uh-huh. He's molding us into that man, that person that he can use. It's, it's, it's not about us. It's always about him. He's trying to get us molded mm-hmm. into something that he can use to help others. Mm-hmm. And it's always about others. But we want to jump off the wheel, don't we? We always want to get <laughs> off the wheel. But and, and I know you would like to get off the wheel if you've got cancer or oh, something like that. Yes. But God is molding each one of us into a tool that he can use to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, a lot of people who want to get off the wheel. And, uh, and we ask God why. But God's got a plan, and his plan is a good plan, and it will help everybody out there that is going through anything to know that God has a plan for our lives. Well, if you you keep track of what you prayed for, you asked for it. What you just said was something that I've asked for. God, use me. Use me. Here am I. So... Make me into the vessel that you. Uh, we pray oh, yeah. that we pray that <laughs> prayer, but when he starts molding us, we don't like it. <laughs> right, that's not what I had in mind, God. I pray every day, God, grow my faith. Yeah, but you know what you have to go through for your yes. faith to grow. Yeah, yeah, you have to be molded. You do, you do. You know, another thing he that God revealed to me about faith was, you know, I thought, well, I wanted to escape it, you know, the the cancer. And so that's, I have to admit it, that's why I asked everyone to pray for me. Of course. Yeah, and and then that didn't happen. And then I began to question my own faith. And the Lord, the Lord revealed this to me. When I was nine years old, I accepted Jesus into my heart. And I've had bumps in the road. I'm 58, and I've had plenty of bumps in the road where I've made mistakes. But, you know, really, that whole path, it's been about God. Sure it has. I've always called on Him. Yeah. Always, for everything. Every decision that you make in life, when you're picking out your, your wife or your house or your car, all, those, all these things that we do through life, we call on God every time we need something. But the biggest thing we've done is rest our eternal existence in Him. Exactly. I have faith for an eternity of healing. <laughs> Amen. 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 Speaking of uh, speaking of that faith, <laughs> Joe, um, and speaking of God molding us into something that He can use. You're a musician. You're a songwriter. You're a singer, and uh, God uses you in ways that uh, uh, a lot of people would like to be used. But that is you. He has molded you into that person. And every time you write a song and sing a song. It's a three-minute message right there from God. Amen. And you, you've written so many great songs. Yeah, I would like to share the song that I wrote during chemo called Have a Little Faith. Yeah. It only takes a little. Yeah, it takes a little. <laughs> Just a mustard seed. So uh, <laughs> Joe's going to sing that song for us right now. Well, I believe God made the moon stars above made a man and a woman they would fall in love he made mountains and the valleys and rivers that would flow I believe God made for me a place to call my home the lilies in the valley the birds up in the air They don't have a worry, they never have a care And just like God's creation, He will care for you each day So put your trust in Jesus, have a little faith Have a little faith of a mustard seed You can move a mountain off into the sea Take God's hand, stand up tall Don't let it go and you will never fall If you do make that mistake 
Just do that little thing that makes it all okay And have a little faith Life can be a struggle, and that we'll all agree. At times it's even hard to keep your sanity. When your back's against the wall, it makes it hard to even pray. But God will bring you through if you have a little faith. Have a little faith of a mustard seed. You can move a mountain off into the sea Take God's hand, stand up tall Don't let it go and you will never fall If you do make that mistake Just do that little thing that makes it all okay it's gonna be okay Have a little faith Have a little faith. That's a great song, Joe. I love that song, and I know all of our listeners are going to be blessed by uh, that song, and, and you're working on a new project, ain't you? I am. You know, when I got cancer or when I uh, was diagnosed— I was, I had my songs ready to go. I was going to the studio and that that's one of the things that happened. It just blew me away. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't know where, what the future holds. <laughs> I, uh, I still have fear. Yeah. I have to admit it. And, you know, I've been at home for so long. The whole COVID thing, are, are we still afraid? Yeah, but the future is different from the past. Yeah, I know what you're saying, Joe. It's, I mean, yeah, what do we do now? How, yeah. do, how do we go out and minister when every place you go, they're afraid? <laughs> people are afraid. Well, people are scared to death. They're scared to death. But uh, that cannot stop us from what God has called us to do. Uh-huh. We're, we're ministers. Mm-hmm. We're ministers, and we are to go out and minister. Lonesome Road Ministry is a church on the road. Yes. So we have to be out on the road. Now, we, we do a lot of our recordings right here, but uh, we still send them out, and I still go out and speak anywhere that people ask me to come. I'm going to be there because when they ask me to speak, I want to make sure that I, I go yeah. and speak. It don't matter where it's at. Me and, me and you have been to California together. Yeah, we've we, been to Florida together, and we've <laughs> wow. been been to Colorado together. And we we will go anywhere that they ask us to come because that's our calling. God has called us to do that. God has called you to sing, to write songs, to preach, to evangelize. And so we can't sit at home and hide behind the mask. Yeah, we got to go and tell people about well, I think, Jesus. I think I lost some of that proactive proactiveness maybe in, in in the latter years and i got wore out yeah i mean to be proactive and to have a, a a vision and go out and and you know let it manifest and all that it it'll kill you i mean it's yeah. it's a very hard thing to do and i think that uh well, that's the reason we have to be constantly in prayer yeah. and asking God for wisdom and discernment and strength, strength and courage and knowledge. Amen. That's what I pray for all the time. And, uh, you know, without those, you know, we're nothing. But God will hear our cries and exactly. he will answer our cries mm-hmm. if we cry out from our heart. And when we're crying out, it's it's not for us. It's so that we can be all about others. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the ministry, others. Yes. And if we're not about others, if we're about ourselves, then God will knock us down real quick. 
But as long as we keep our ministries about helping others and reaching out to others and telling people the gospel message, then he's going to bless us and keep us on the road. That was our mission, and it always has been. That's Mm -hmm. the last thing Jesus told us to do. Go ye therefore. Yeah, spread the gospel. And preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. (laughs) I've seen some of them creatures. (laughs) I used to be one of those creatures. (laughs) You know, the Bible tells us if if you want wisdom, ask for ask. it. Ask for it. And this is a time when we really need wisdom. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I know what you say. You, a guy can wear yourself out on the road, too. Yeah. And there's a time to rest and there's a time to work. Yeah. And God will give you that if you ask him. Well, I've been, you know, as Gary said a while ago, the, the several of those rodeos and uh, the NASCAR races that went – and did those things and uh, I've done outdoor concert things. It's just, and everything you do like that is just a load of work. It is. And uh, man, you know, if God's in it, it'll get done. And, and if it's your own little thing, yeah, you're wanting there you to, go. you know, it, it don't work. That's the key. You got to make, put God first in everything we do. And if God is in it, then he will bless it. Yeah. And he will give us the strength and, uh, the courage and strength and all that to go forward and do what he's calling us to Amen. do. But if, if God ain't in it, then yeah, we, it's when it becomes about us, then we get ourselves really in You're trouble. In trouble. Yeah. Well, why is it that we always look for the thing for God to call us into that we want? God always has a better plan. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. The devil come to kill, steal and destroy. Yeah. But Jesus come to give us life and life more abundantly. If we will just turn that coin over and let God raise us Amen. up, he will raise us up to places that we never thought, dreamed, or imagined. And that's that's what he wants to do to all of us. That's what he's going to do with your ministry, Joe, right now. I mean, there's no telling where you're headed next. Yes. I know God has got something big uh, for Joe Arview and his music. Amen. And he, you're going to be writing some songs, Joe, that uh, out of all your, this tribulation that's going to help a lot of, lot of people. I don't know if you, how many you've written already, but... Not many. Yeah. Uh, honestly, not many. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in the middle of, or as soon as the chemo kicked in, I was having trouble with sure. my hands yeah. and, uh, and... Your brain and everything else. Yes, sir. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Yeah, my wife would tell me something and tell it again, and I hope that goes away. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 going away. Yeah, I can Uh, I can see a lot of the the Joe Arview that I remember still in you. Yep, you got a good sense of humor and a good wit and and uh, quick quick comebacks. I hope so. (laughs) I'll be so happy though. you know, getting back out there and with yeah. people. <laughs> We're made for fellowship. That's right. That's one of the things that he told us to do, isn't it? It's, it's to fellowship. It's, and uh, I remember when COVID first hit, I thought, wait a minute. You mean fellowship's not important anymore? You know, I understood and or understand now better than did then, but uh, we need fellowship. We do. Exactly. We're getting it today. I'm Boy, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> getting filled too. up. This is yeah. a I'm I, ho- I hope this ride don't end for a while cuz we're having yeah. a good time. <laughs> yes, we might we need are. to get Joe to sing another song. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you a song I really like and that's uh called <laughs> Where the Rainbow Begins. That's my favorite <laughs> Joe Arview song. I never met a Joe Arview song I didn't like. <laughs> Myself on a walkway, and I couldn't help but run. Driving my life in the fast lane, not far ahead of the gun. I take a pill to get up in the morning And the whiskey 
got me to bed I never thought I'd ever see 40 All I've been through Guess I should be dead And I was searching for a life full of profit And when I heard from a prophet of old And I was carrying my gold in a pocket When he told me Riches untold I was searching for the end of the rainbow And when I found where that rainbow began Mama always told me Trust Jesus And I'd tell her Now he was just a man And I was hell bent To be a free bird To fly away And never land But mama was right about Jesus He's the way He's the truth And He's the life He walked through hell Just to free us I'd walk through hell To find that life I was searching For a life When I heard from a prophet of old And I was carrying my gold in a pocket When he told me of riches untold I was searching for the end of the When I found where the rainbow begins Yes, I found where that rainbow begins How come truck drivers like that song so much? I don't know. Uh, first time I heard that song, I just, I just fell in love with it, and it just... It speaks to my spirit. But honestly, the truckers are the ones I know. That, that ask for it. I'm an old trucker. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, truck drivers just love that song because it speaks to them yeah. and being on the road and stuff like that. And uh, They've seen a lot of rainbows, haven't they? Well, they have, actually. <laughs> you see a lot of rainbows yeah. out, out on the yeah. road, and you see a lot of other things, too. That's what inspired me to write that song when I... I, I, I I remember exactly where I was when I saw that big old rainbow and, and I thought, where's the end of it? You know, everyone always talks about the end of the rainbow. And, I, and then I looked up and I thought, but there's the beginning. There's the beginning. There's where the rainbow begins. Where the rainbow begins. <laughs> that is the most fascinating part about uh, music and uh, songs. Yeah, for me is how they, how they was. Written. You know, that's on my album called the best days are yet to come. Yes. And uh, that's a good song too, by the way. It it has become more important to me. Yeah, <laughs> that the best days are yet to come. But I uh, originally I wanted the title of the album to be "Where the Rainbow Begins." Right. And so I sent it to the graphic designer, and uh, they're working on a cover. And they sent me a, uh, a sample. You know, yeah. they, this is what we're working on. This idea. What do you think of it? They sent me about three of those, and I said. No way, because they all look gay. <laughs> look like gay pride week. It did. Yeah. 
said, we've got to change the title. <laughs> this is not going to work. So it became <laughs> the, the best taser yet to go. <laughs> Amen. Well, that's a great song, too. I love that song. That's the CD that you handed me down there at um, uh, DuCoin that yeah, day. And I listened was. to that CD, and when I hit... Heard that rainbow song. That was it for me. <laughs> I mean, I just fell in love with that song, and I still love it today. And that's what make, That's what a great song is all about. I mean, no matter how many times you hear it, you never get tired of it. Well, that's like the word. The word's alive. So every time you read it, it, it speaks to you exactly. anew, yeah. fresh. Yes, and that is so true. Yeah. The, the, the word of God is alive and active. Yeah. And it it is... I mean, you can read the scripture one day and it means something to you, and you can read it six months later and it means something completely different because of what's going on in your life. I think that the truth is that. And that is the living word. The living word, yeah. So the truth is alive. Yes. You you know, you can't kill the truth. Exactly. But isn't it it funny that that that's, uh, uh, they're at war against the truth. Exactly. And they're trying now to say, well, there's more than one truth. There's an, there's this truth, and you've got a truth. Everyone's got a truth. But there's only one real truth, yeah. and that's the way, the truth, and, and the, the life. life. Amen. Jesus. Jesus is the answer. <laughs> that's right. He is the road to heaven. And no matter who tells you there's many roads to heaven, uh-uh. there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's accept Jesus Christ into your heart and ask him to come into your life Amen. and change you. And that's what I did out on the highway, August 13th, 1995, at the age of 43. I was a drunk. I was an alcoholic, uh, drug addict, alcoholic, and I cried out to God and asked him to come into my heart. And that's what these drivers out there need to hear. They need to hear that there is only one way, and God wants them to come to him. And that's all we have to do. The, the, the words are not important. God looks at our heart. And when we ask him to come into our life, for this Jesus save me, or Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins, I want to be a Christian. That's the 13-word prayer that Ray Sisk prayed when he got saved up in Alaska. That was my mentor, Ray Sisk. He prayed 13 words and got saved. It doesn't matter how many words you pray. It's God wants to hear from your heart. And if you cry out to God with your heart right now, doesn't matter what the words are, he will hear you That's and right. he will save you. Amen? Amen. Amen. I know Bus 19, Terry Hopkins, is one of your favorites, Joe. and He was one of the ones that called me yeah. and, and talked to me. And uh, it, I I didn't tell him this, but well, tell tell Terry Hopkins right now. All right, we're going to send this CD to him. We'll send this uh, podcast to him. This CD. well, his testimony on on your CDs is one of my favorites. Yeah, and uh, the, that bus nineteen. Yeah, and uh, one of the statements that he makes, I think of it often, was. He said, I was crying, laying there in bed and crying them big old hot tears that run down in your ear. Yeah. Yep. And during chemo, I was doing that a lot. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I'd lay there and just think, that's what old Terry Hopkins, that's that, that's that feeling of God just yeah. coming in. Yep. And them big old tears just well up and they run down the side of your face. <laughs> hmm. You know what he called me? He said, uh, are you all right? I said, yeah, I'm all right. He said, no, I, uh, I know you haven't been working. Are you all right? Yeah. He wanted to know if I had enough money. Yeah. He was going to send, I said, yes, I am fine, Terry. I am fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man of God. Yeah, he is. I know there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of our listeners out there that, uh, was concerned about you and uh, prayed for you. And uh, a lot of them even sent you some money. I know that. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Because they just want to help you, and they they love you. And I know you love them. And every time you sing one of them songs, it's you're singing to them. I, I felt a little like that guy uh, I met one time that used to play steel guitar for Hank Williams. And he had an old, old steel 
and Alan Jackson asked him one day, he said, can I borrow that steel and put it in a video? And he said, well, sure. So he, he used that and he, he sent it back to him and it had a check in there. And he opened it up and he told his wife, he said, I'm making more money loaning that out than I ever did playing it. <laughs> I think that about being on chemo, I might have done better sitting at home. <laughs> I know you're joking, <laughs> but that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> uh, well, people out there love you, and they love your music. And uh, so anything else you'd like to say to the, your listeners out there? Hey, I love them too. Yep. I really do. We have amazing people that, that follow us and care for us and listen to us and love us. Amazing people. The real church, Yeah. God has told me for years, over and over again, it just keeps coming to me, you can trust her. Yep, That's right. I agree. I never forget the first time he told me that I was burning stuff out on, throwing mm. logs up on, and wood on a fire, making yep. a big old bonfire. And it just came to me that God said, you can trust her. The real church. Yep. What, what does the Bible say the real church is? The bride of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's also the called out ones. Amen. Mm -hmm. The people that are actually out in the <laughs> out on the front lines yes, doing sir. things are the church. They we all need to be the church. Amen. We all need gotta be get on the front lines and go out and tell people about our, the Savior. Well, that's who ministered to me for those months at the home. called out ones. That's right. The real church. So we got to be that called out one, the one that goes out and helps people and reaches people and takes the gospel message to the people mm -hmm. on the road. Well, I think about people that are, that are at home that uh, exactly. send you money, yeah, send you uh, you know gifts, yeah. That's they're the, part of the called out. They are the yeah. real church. Yeah, they're they're supporting the work that we do. That's right to reach others. And that's what it's all about, is always about others. And, uh, you got to be amazed just looking at this building. <laughs> that, I mean, you do, that the, the, uh, the people of God. Yeah, it is amazing. And not not even a specific church. Right. But just a, a common bond in Christ. Yeah. And the vision that you have. Yeah. They, they made this happen. It, yeah, it, I could have never dreamed or even imagined something like this and it just happened and it all happened during covid <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's pretty amazing when uh -huh. you stop and think about it yeah and yeah i i pulled into that parking lot right across the street there at the post office that's where i do all my mailing i've done my mailing there from since 2002 and uh, i tried to change my bulk account to Carmine, I tried to change it to Wayne City, and they wouldn't let me. And uh, but I pulled in there one day to mail my CDs out, and I was talking about moving the ministry to Wayne City, and I'd found a building in there that was mm -hmm. sixty-five. Yeah, you remember the newsletter? Sixty-five thousand dollars. That was at the price on that building, and I was <laughs> trying to figure out how I was going to move Lonesome Road Ministry into Wayne City. And I mailed my CDs that day, and I came back out, got in my truck, and Linda was with me, my wife, and she said, well, there's a church right across the road. It's empty. I said, I looked over there, and I thought, well, I never, never paid no attention. <laughs> so I went back inside, and I asked the, the lady in the post office, I said, who owns that church over there? And she told me who, who it was. He lives right next door here. So I thought... I might just check on that. Why, well, sure. And about that time, he pulled in. Huh. Had a big boat. Sounded like a setup. It was yeah. a setup. <laughs> I believe it was. And so I walked over there, and I said, hey, you own that church? And he said, yeah. He said, you wouldn't be interested in selling it, would you? He said, well, I might. <laughs> I said, can I look at it? And he said, yeah, I got a key in my pocket here. So we came in that door right there, and I walked in there. And when I walked in, God just opened this place, vision up to yeah. me of what this place would be. I could see us having a conference here. Mm -hmm. 
And, and it, God just showed me the, the conference happening right here. And then we walked all the way through it, and then God showed me where everything was going to be, my office and, and the media room and, and the bedroom and everything. Uh-huh. I mean, God just revealed all of that to me, and I was just blown away. And uh, when Linda walked in, she said, no way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, long story short, I asked him how much he wanted for it, and he said, well... You probably it ain't worth what I paid for it. That's what he said. Yeah. He said, "But I'd take a little less." He said, uh, "He said I'll take forty five thousand for it." And I said, "Well, that's cheaper than that. It's uh-huh. twenty thousand dollars cheaper than the other yeah. place." And there's no way I could have a conference in that other place. All I could do is run a ministry. Mm-hmm. And I thought that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. He said, "Go home and pray about it." So I did. And God said, 37.5. God, give me the price. Uh-huh. And a few days later, he came down. And he said, well, what do you think? And I said, uh, would you take 37.5? He looked at me and scratched his head and got his pencil and paper out and had a po- paper in his pocket and a pencil, and he started doing some figuring. And he stood up and he stuck out his hand. He said, I'll take it. We'll shake on it. Wow. And we shook hands on it. God gave this place to us for thirty-seven five, about half of what the other price was. And all we had to do is remodel it. <laughs> well, I was in this when it was a church, and God has done wondrous things with this building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, we shook hands on it, and I said, well, I, I've got to move out of that building I'm in in Carmi. I said, can I go ahead and start moving things in? He said, it's yours now. We done shook hands on it. <laughs> That's the kind of man I want to do business Absolutely. with. Yeah. So I started moving right then, and a month later, we signed the papers. So you know, October 20th is when we signed the papers. Then it was officially mine, but I already had everything moved in here. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd already started working on it. We'd built a uh, wheelchair ramp, and we'd worked on the roof over here where it was leaking. We'd already started working on it. It wasn't even mine yet, but God had already given it to me. And we've done all this, what you see now, all this remodeled, every bit of it. And God has paid for every bit of it. It's all, we're debt free because God gave us this building and he paid for remodeling it. Because of all these people that are listening on this program got behind this ministry and seen that what we're doing Mm -hmm. is good fertile ground to sow into. And they have sowed their money into this and... Lonesome Road Ministry is a family, and all these people out there that are listening to this program are part of the family, and they're welcome here. Anytime I, <laughs> the drivers, I've had several people come through and, and stop and, and spend the night. God told me to put a bedroom back there, so we've got a place for people to stay when they want to want to come through, and we always have somebody in there staying in that bedroom during our conference that takes care of everything. That's Allison Fulford. She's yeah. she's one of our main uh, cogs in our wheel uh, here at Lonesome Road Ministries. She's been with me for uh, ever since, I don't know when, probably way back in Orchardville Church days. I don't know how oh, yeah. long she's been part of the ministry. but She, she used to come out to Orchardville yeah. all the time with you. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes all the way back to probably back when I met you, Joe. Probably so. Yeah. I, I When I met her... Probably the first conference. Yeah, that first conference was 2013. I'm sure she was there. And I remember when we talked about having a conference. <laughs> I don't remember where we were going or coming, but I remember us talking about it. Yeah. About all the people that were on you, that your, lit, your CD your list. list. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we could come together? Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. Amen. God's doing it. <laughs> it ain't me. I, I re- remember the the conference we done in Memphis. Yeah, that was 2011, and that was a a flop. Yeah, it was. It just wasn't right. That's it, all. It was wrong time, wrong place. Something was off. Yeah, yeah, and it was me and you and <laughs> Tony Mack and <laughs> uh, Jim Davenport came from Texas, yeah, and Allison came him. from Louisiana. She was there for that one. Yeah. And uh, that was about it. Nobody else came. Yeah. 
and I had a full band then. Yeah, you did. We were on our way to Mississippi, maybe. Could have been or yeah. Texas, Texas. I think. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's that was our first conference, and then after that, I said, I ain't never doing one of these again. <laughs> you ever told God that you ain't never doing something? <laughs> <laughs> but I've met so many people uh, that I haven't actually physically met, you yeah. know, through this ministry. Uh, I've talked, and during chemo, I had conversations with people that I would not have known if it hadn't been for you and yeah. and this ministry. Yeah. Well, like I said, it was a setup. God set us yeah. up in 2007. He wanted us to work together because there's a lot of people out there that. Do you ever feel like that that you you're not there yet? Oh yeah, yeah. You feel like that? I do. Right now, I do. Because yeah. God has given us this place right here. He's He's got, got it all set up, and I don't know what we're going to do here. Uh-huh. But I know that God has more for this ministry. I, I, I right now, I don't want to say what I feel right now because I mean. Well, this is an almost a new beginning for you. Here. Yeah. This yeah. is your own place. Yeah. Yeah, we're starting over. <laughs> I think that's. Awesome. I get a I get a restart. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it all wrong for so many years. Now God's going to show me the right way. (laughs) I hope. Red Rover, crossover to the other side. Kids are catching lightning bugs. The fields are full tonight. Grandma's frying popcorn. No black iron pan These are just some memories Of old time thinking man well, I remember well The days of yesteryear Seems like only yesterday My memories are so clear the Times I get to thinking The good old days have gone but I know deep down in my heart The best are yet to come And the best days are yet to come For the days with our Father The Spirit and the Son When the years have passed a million We've only just begun And the best days are yet to come The years go flying by My hair keeps turning gray I can see the wisdom In the words my dad would say Son, you better slow down Keep your eyes on the day I can tell you cause I've been there These are your good old days But the best days are yet to come Days with our Father, the Spirit and the Son. When the years have passed a million, we've only just begun. Oh, the best days are yet to come. Yeah, best days are yet to come. Oh, oh the best days. All right, friends, God is speaking to you right now. You're not sure if you're saved. Well, we're going to give you that chance right now. I want to pray with each and every one of you right now, and we're going to make sure that you are saved and on your way to heaven. Pray with me right now if you're not sure if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you want to make him your Lord and Savior, pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to be a Christian. I want to spend eternity in heaven with you. Father, take out my old heart. Give me a new heart. Give me a purpose and a plan for my life. 
I want to serve you from this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Roads of life lost without hope. Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. Broken-hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Hey, friends, we hope you enjoyed today's program, and we're going to close today's program with a song off of our brand-new Lonesome Road Volume 4 CD, and this is Dennis McKay driving my life away. This is for all of our trucking friends out there on that old lonesome road.